Hey, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Conversation Podcast here at McCurdy's Comedy Theater. Go to our website, McCurdy'sComedy.com, for all of our upcoming shows and events, and uh, just more information on when exactly we're going to open back up again, which shouldn't be too long. And uh, please, if you want to get in contact with me or some of our guests, please email us at podcast at McCurdy'sComedy.com. We would love to hear your feedback. I personally would love to hear your feedback. Anything and everything goes. We just want to hear from you. Uh, our guest today was the very, very funny national touring headliner, Carmen Ciracillo, a.k.a. the Construction Comic. This guy's been doing it for a very long time. He is a hilarious comedian, Italian comic from Cleveland. I mean, that's all you really got to know about him. He just won't stop. He just doesn't stop talking, and I love it. So, uh... He was on. He was hilarious the whole way through. We also had one of my good, good friends, Austin Young. He is making a name for himself. He's a young open micer, but he's starting to take uh, starting to take Florida by storm. I'll tell you what. And uh, I really think you guys are going to enjoy this one. This was one of our one of my more favorite podcasts. We it, This is how a podcast should be. Just light, fun. We're all kind of making fun of each other, and we're not talking about anything too heavy. And... Uh, I really hope that you guys enjoy this one, you know, to get a a break from all the chaos. And I think you guys will like this one. So uh, please give it up for our guest, Carmen Ciracillo and Austin Young. Welcome to the conversation. (laughs) Les McCarty here, McCarty's Comedy Theater and Humor Institute. Uh, we have been, we are servicing the greater Sarasota Bradenton, Venice area for nearly 33 years, even the outlying Inglewood and Mayaka. They, they've even been known to drive in from Arcadia. And uh, so, uh, you know, we, we do this, uh, this conversation. It's uh, normally, uh, this is being done while there's a show going on. And we're set up in our green room, and it's just as close as we can get with uh, microphones in our face. Just a natural conversation that the comics have uh, back there. And uh, so we're closed. We've been closed, of course, for about 80 days. Uh, The governor of uh, Florida just announced that we could open yesterday. So we will now be, uh, over the next few days, uh, going over the when and the how. I'm kind of thinking that we'll probably it's it's right now the 4th of June we'll probably try to get open around the uh, probably the third weekend maybe fourth weekend of June will give us time to make sure but we can talk about that later maybe and uh, so that's kind of where we're at so because we're we're not open we're just sitting in the showroom we are properly socially distanced uh, we have not touched one another uh, except in a uh, metaphysical way <laughs> And uh, I have to my left Mike Stevens, who is our producer. Hello. He will chime in every now and then. And our guest today, first, is a regular headliner with us for over two decades. I won't say how much longer that is. I'll leave that up to you. No, it's fine. I'm proud of that, man. It is. And you look good. 32 years less. The first, yes, second year in. 1988, I think I started. You came here when we were still a coconuts. Yeah, it was by the airport. I mean, yes. 
I don't know what it was. All I know is someone said I could go to Florida and do comedy. <laughs> I missed the exit. I was so excited. Well, tell everybody your name so they know. Carmen Saracillo. Right. Actually living in Sarasota now because that's the influence that this club had on me. I've been doing comedy since 1986-ish. Yep. And, uh, you know, a couple years into it, hit the coconut vein of comedy. Yes. And ended up doing the tour. And you were... Uh, you were, you were down from Cleveland then, down right? Down from Cleveland, yeah, at that time. So, you know, I had that northern attitude that I've really, really You had Cleveland and Iowa, <laughs> right? Cleveland and Iowa. You went from Cleveland to Iowa. To Iowa. Right. Yeah, I had wow. an Iowa spurt in the middle, which actually, that was where comedy was born for me. There you because go. I was the, uh, what do you call the guy that leads the comedy shows at the University of Iowa? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I met Tom, Tom Arnold before the whole Roseanne ah, thing. He was doing our shows. Gotcha. So I, I would do, like, and I had no act, which I don't know if, you know, you could say that now. Don't even say that. No, <laughs> no, no. I, you know, I was doing the karaoke and the uh, air guitar. Remember air guitar? Yes. Yeah. That was what I would open with because yes. I had no act at that time. Because I remember when you, uh, yeah, I, I can say that when I first started, Ken and I were, a com sons and I were a comedy team. And we just felt like if we were loud enough and fast enough, we couldn't hear if they weren't laughing. We just kept, we went over the top of the crowd. <laughs> I just kept looking at Eddie Murphy and going, if I, if I could get into that red leather outfit, that's all I, Eddie was my, he was Suck my idol. In. I was watching him going, God, I just want to do that. I almost want to say when you showed up and headlined the first time, you were wearing something. Bugle boy. Not that. <laughs> not that. Not red But it was something like that. I mean, you dressed up. I remember, because a lot of guys don't. Yeah. But I remember you being very, uh, and, and I don't mean, I mean this in the very best way. I'm, I remember you being very. Gay. Inner city. <laughs> oh, come on. Inner city Italian slick. Yeah, I had some. Uh, yes. You know, I probably had the gold chain. Yes. With the, uh, oh, yes. The horn. Oh, yeah. You know, gold Chest chains. Hair popping out. I'm going to yes. do a video called The Gold Chains at Cleveland. They're still wearing I just went up there. Everybody's hey, wearing a gold chain that, with a big encrusted horn. That is a great title for something. Gold chains at Cleveland. The gold right. chains of Cleveland. Right. That's a movie, man. That's no, it. If I, if I would have like pulled up at your shop. club in a That's DeVille. You know, or, or some type of caddy. Then, then I could have really pulled it off. But I think I was wearing Bugle Boy at that time. I, <laughs> I ain't started been. wearing those sweaters with the patches that looked like I was official. <laughs> you, you weren't. No, no, you weren't. I went. You I did not look. You did not look okay. uh, academia. I went. <laughs> <laughs> that was not your. That was not your vibe. I remember that. Now, and our next guest is. Hey, how's it going? I'm Austin Young. I'm a local comic. Just uh, celebrated my one-year anniversary, and then a, a pandemic happened. That's mm -hmm. that's cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready to get back to work. Uh, really excited to hear that the club's opening back up soon. Yeah, that's and, good news. And Austin Austin also is one of our local comics, and he also uh, very wisely I always say, "Hey man, you want to you want to get into comedy? Get a job at the club." And you help and us with security uh, and seating and that sort of I'm thing. I'm the door guy. I'll throw that's you awesome. out with a smile. You got it, man. <laughs> he is the, he is the most friendly throw you out guy you'll yeah, ever he look, meet. He's big, but he looks happy. Uh, yeah. Which is you know it's scary because you're like, yeah, oh, he's not gonna hurt me. Then all of a sudden he bear hugs you. And he goes, oh, he can hurt you. <laughs> yeah. He's he's being nice there. He too. can hurt you. I'll hurt you unintentionally, like mice and men style, kind of. You got I've it. never seen any guy here that's been under five seven. There's some discrimination happening. I know. For security? It's always big boys. Right. Mike and you and yeah. uh, the guy that got married. Jim. Although I did hire a female security 
uh, person there for a while, and she was wonderful. Yeah. And I and I, I and, and damn it, my old age, I'm I'm spacing her name out. Um, Barbara. Barbara. Barbara was here, and Barbara, I struggled with that. You know, right. uh, Marcella, our our manager. Oh, she'll kick your ass. Oh, of course oh, she yeah. will. Yeah, nobody nobody messes with no. any of my female no. management. Hell no, no, Bronwyn, Bronwyn, Marcella, and Pam. That's where I bring cookies. About it. Oh, they'll leave you behind a gutter just bleeding <laughs> out, and they'll be laughing over your body. That's yeah. where I, I bring cookies yeah. just so I. They'll tell the police that they did right? that. That's how confident they are. They have an area that you do not step into. That's yeah. their area. That's yeah. exactly right. But, you know, when Marcella called me and she said, I've, I've got, you know, I'm hiring a new security person. And of everybody who applied, I've got a woman that I really want to hire. And I was like, a woman doing security? I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, it's just I've in. And she goes, well, look, she's not small. And, and she, she, I mean, she Barbara was probably 5'10", 5'11", and, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, she was a solid, uh, strong person, Hell and yeah. she had military. She, she's ex-military. and She's the most qualified yeah, and, ever. Right. But, I know, best. really. And, but, but, you know, just I've, I've worked in bars uh, and, and, and worked in, in, you know, bars that needed, I mean, needed <laughs> security. Every night they needed security. And... And, you know, and I've done that since I was 18, and I've never, I mean, it's always been a big dude, you know, a big dude. Right. And uh, and usually two or three big dudes. Yeah. It's and symbolism. I, I know. But when I thought it through, I was like, and I was kind of, I was like, yeah, I just don't, I'm just not comfortable with it. And then I'm in a lunch group here that's a, a, a empowerment group of professionals called Sarasota Business Council. There's about 20 people in it. And I brought it up to them. And they go, did you hire? And I go, no, I wasn't comfortable with it. And they went, we think you should get comfortable with it. They go, look, does your, do your security guys actually get physical with people? I go, no, no, not unless, you know, not unless the person attacked us, you know. And then it would be all hands on deck. It would be everybody now, Was this a woman here. saying this to you? Th this is my, my SBC group. So you got a woman threatening you. You better hire her. Sounds like Carmela Soprano. <laughs> yeah. Or my Aunt Patty. <laughs> or either one. They're the same. Yeah. Right? My Aunt Patty never says to do something. She just makes you something. Like, here's some regatta cake. Huh? <laughs> you know, the, there's something going on at the end of the block. If you can take it. That's how she's always. She's never actually asked me to do anything. She just pushes the cannolis towards you. <laughs> And then you go do it. That's genius. It's always that way. It's a Carmela Soprano move. God bless she wanted, When she wanted Fabio to take care of something, it was always dessert. That's the way it works. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the same way in the South, kind of. It's <laughs> just, just with biscuits My Aunt Patty's 80, and I tell you, she could be security. Just yeah. her imposing, the yeah. way she looks at you, the questioning, yeah. and then the disappointment faces right, that she can make. Right. Well, you know, that's the thing that they were talking about is that, you know, uh, before we hired security, who who asked who was security during the show? My wife, Pam, for 12 years. Again. She's five foot three, weighs about 110 pounds, but I've yeah. never seen anybody buck up to her much. Because we all believe they're packing, all of them. <laughs> we just feel like they would never let go of the trigger. Once they started yeah. squeezing, it would be too much enjoyment yeah. for all of them. Yeah. We would just be like, they would we, be we killing every play. asshole in their past. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what the only time comics get quiet is around those women. 
You're right. You know, and here we're loud. If they were yeah. watching us right now, I'd be like, yeah, hi. I'd be so meek. I'd be like, hi, Pam. That's, well, why, the, that's why this chair is empty. Right. I know. Well, well, Kelly, I'm going to bring my wife, but ah, uh, no, she's the ruler. Look, that's, that's right. You can't, you can't overshadow. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I no, talk no. too much. And then that would, I'd be like, okay, you could go ahead. Does she do that? Because Pam's always like, well, like she walked in here when we were doing a podcast, you know, and she was around for a little bit. And then we went and had dinner afterwards. And so I was like, well, our podcast went really well tonight. And she goes, I didn't hear anybody talking about you. <laughs> Damn. She goes, do you share it all? Did you, did you even ask Carmen how he oh, was doing? God. Did you check with Austin to see, see what was going oh. on? Did you care about Mike at all? No. <laughs> that is me at the dinner table with my kids and they're all talking and somehow I still feel like I was neglected. <laughs> Meantime, it's all I do is give orders and talk and my wife's like, you had your chance for the last 20 hours. Let, it's, I want to talk to my children. Yeah, exactly. So with, she knows, I mean, this is, look, Les, because there's been no crowds, I've been seeking to entertain somebody. I don't care if it's a cashier of Publix. Oh, I don't yes. care if it's someone on the phone. Call me. Yeah. Because I need to talk to oh, somebody yeah. about something. Comics are I think most comics are that way, but I know if 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 you if I if I text you and go, Can you chat for a bit and you say okay, well, you know what you're in for. I mean you know, it's rare that I end the conversation. Yeah. Oh no. You <laughs> got to be, re be ready for Les McCurdy to call you, <laughs> right? I mean, I, yes. when I, I was on my right. I was on my Aerodyne bike. You know, I don't know if you ever seen those yes, working yes. out. And I just got on, and you had called me for this podcast, and I'm like, took everything off. I shut the machine down. <laughs> we I got cut some the music. I and go. A beer. I got to walk. I got to walk to the drive. I, I told you my cell phone's bad. I lost you. I had to walk out of the garage to an area where I knew this was gonna last and be There's able no to. There's no quick check. There were, this wasn't gonna be over soon. <laughs> this is a world heavy, heavy world discussion. So, so the thing is, is that. I mean, this is, anybody that knows me or doesn't know, if you ever get, if, if, if I ever say, hey, hey, you want, you want to talk or you get in or you start into a talk with me, here's how you begin that talk. I got to go in 10 minutes. Which right. does not matter to you. It no, it doesn't, doesn't matter. You'll have to go. I, I never, mean, you, I'm not going to let you I've go. never seen you go, okay, <laughs> yeah, exactly. let me set this. I'm not going to let 10. you go in 10 minutes. There's, there's no way. But at least you've told me. That you have to go in ten minutes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the same exact way, man. Uh, I was, if you let me talk, I'll talk. And then uh, I was with some comics. We went up to an IHOP after a show. Um, we hung out. Uh, we watched people come in, eat, then leave, and we were still talking. We were there. I checked my clock. It was six hours. We were out in the parking lot just talking. Yeah. Yo, this ain't even during dinner. No, this was You've after already, dinner. This is just in we the We were there for lot. an hour before that, and then we were in the parking lot for six hours just talking. Wow. wow. So you go from dinner at the IHOP to being a vagrant at Basically, some basically yeah. Right, yeah. They want you out. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. what it was. They want you out. Yeah. This only happens in Florida. <laughs> that's true. You can't do that in 25 degree weather in, in no. New York or, or Ohio. <laughs> this was in the back of a pickup truck. Right, you're outside. Yeah. You can do this in the summer, yeah. possibly. <laughs> This Six hours in a parking lot ain't gonna it ain't no. gonna happen. I'm it's no a great benefit of living in Florida. No, and nobody's gonna question it. No, nobody's gonna question it because like, oh, that's just another group of guys doing that. Yeah, the yes. same thing's happening at the Winn Dixie parking yeah, nine, lot. Nine groups of six people <laughs> hanging out. That's talking. what it is. Yeah. That's all Florida is. Just comfortable in a parking lot. Yeah. 
just people hanging around cars. Yeah. yeah. You guys are like tailgating <laughs> IHOP. That's <laughs> basically what it was. It was like <laughs> talking about other times we've been to IHOP. And hoping maybe maybe a car full of girls will drive up. Maybe. You don't know. Here's yeah. hoping. That's what it's I always Florida. thought. Right? That's right, yeah, what I Girls, thought. they always go to parking lots of IHOP. They, they always go to IHOP yeah. They love sensitive guys standing around talking for six hours. Yeah. They want to jump in that conversation. Yeah, you dude. know, if four girls drive up in a drive up to the parking lot of the IHOP, you're like, this could happen. <laughs> yeah, they're I'm, at the IHOP. I'm going to tell my mom about her. It's just like, hey, you know, I'm thinking I scam. Met a lady. I'm thinking your, your kidneys trying, are going to be gone. You have to have certain friends It'll who, be worth that it. can do this. <laughs> What's that? To have people who can talk back to you. Because I have friends that I know I can't call to talk. It's very quick and short. So I have one friend that all he wants to do is sing to you. If you don't join in on the song... <laughs> It never ends until you start going ballroom blitz, 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 blitz. You have to, like, he'll call you starting off with, you ready, Steve? I'm like, yeah, okay. And then you have to be you have to be ready for his call because he's so goofy. He's not a comedian. He's, a, he's like a normal, he's got a normal job, but he's so off he the sings wall. He sings. He starts singing. Like he calls you to sing to you? He sings me, and he just wants to torment me. Just, it's all torment. Right? Did you buy any casino stocks? They're going up. I go, no, I didn't buy any casino. Do you have any regrets about it? What? It's just constant torment. It's not anything coherent or we're not going to get anything done. It's just about him tormenting me. There you go. Singing. Nice. Little Italian boy. But there's a love there. I love him because here's what he does. And uh -huh. it's like going to Starbucks for me. Right. Okay. This is the same thing. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this, this analogy. Yeah. I'm serious. Exactly. Like if I get into this mood, right? Uh -huh. Especially when you know you got to get on stage and be funny and happy and you come in, you better be slapping high fives and talking to people and be up, up, up because you got to get on stage. Don't bring that onto the stage, right? Right. Oh, no. Exactly. So I would go to Starbucks because, and I go inside because the baristas have been trained no matter what the hell your attitude is, how mean you are. <laughs> They will treat you like gold. Yes. And they, it's the way I start that conversation. I always start at Starbucks. Oh, I start talking to the barista and getting myself back into. Do you run fake, bits by them? I, no, it's no? Just, it's, no, this is just, I'm, I'm negative. You airports. No, no, no. This is no joking. This is just me becoming a, nor, instead of a mean oh, human. This is a serious conversation. It's just having. anything. No, they, so this, they're so nice to you. That's, that's Starbucks great. secret. Yeah, right? It's their secret where they go, I, you could just be. I, I want a Grande Pike. Well, how's your day going? And then you, okay, that's it. <laughs> that's it. You got to jump. It's going, you know, it's going pretty good. Oh, well, what's happening? Oh, well, I got to do a show. Where did you do a show at? And it, boom, boom, boom. And they just lift you. <laughs> and wow. I know this guy. In, I thought it was only Chick-fil-A, but it's actually at Starbucks. Oh, don't get him. Don't get Have him you started. not gone to Starbucks for the personal barista experience? Yeah, no. yeah. I mean, I kind of get that a lot because I engage. Yeah. I, 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 I'm well, that's why engage. I might even call you. Yeah. To get me out of my, like, I don't know where you come from, but we come from a place where no matter how great it is, uh -huh. it's always horrible. Um, what is that saying that they always say about the Italian people who are, you know, they, they cry, rich people cry with a loaf of bread under their arm. You ever hear that one? No. Crying rich with a loaf of bread under your arm. This is a saying from Cleveland. This okay. is one of these sayings where people are, okay. you know, so down and depressed no matter if they hit the lottery or whether someone died, you, there's no change in face. It's the same face. Got you. Got you. So that's why I need. They look to be in that. They, they, they love search for tragedy and drama. The sky's gray. Comfort. The sky is gray. It's right. cold outside. Right. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> 
We have to plow fucking snow. <laughs> What's the point? And that's where you start off. <laughs> that's, a, that's how you start your day. That's the beginning that's of the day. Beginning. If the sun's out, they're like, it's not going to last. Right. Don't even count on that right. shit. Right. right. Don't count on that. Right. So you, do, you, don't, you don't wake up in the morning, do a quick meditation, some positive affirmation. Like I learned that over the years, yes. Learn to be, go through each thing that you're grateful for. No. Not in Cleveland. <laughs> no motivational speaker or high-ranking preacher ever came out of Cleveland. Listen to the music. It's even start, It starts in New Jersey with Springsteen songs. I got Mary pregnant, and man, that was all she wrote. And for my 18th birthday, I got a job and a wedding coat. That was, that was our whole life. That's 18. That's all you got. Oh, good Lord. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know. I did see, but that's that's the Iowa guy though. That's why I went to Iowa because the Iowa guy, he will knock you out of any funk that you could. He will not let you go until you are lifted out of the funk. Right. So right. singing, jacking around <laughs> with you, jumping on you, he'll. I mean, he's done some weird things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Some in, weird things in the name of happiness. Though. Not not like weird, like hurtful. Weird thing. No, <laughs> like, it's not. It's never. Weird. It's never to hurt. Okay. Never to hurt. Just, no. 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 Just odd weird. It's so odd, and then he's also had a job in a position of management yeah. <laughs> since college, so he's never screwed it up. Oh. So his odd stuff really is kind of mainstream. Okay, okay. Got it's you. accepted. It, yes, yes. <laughs> he's the fun guy. He's the, he's the fun, weirdest man you've ever met. Yeah, 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 that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, it's, it, 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 and so it's those friends that, now let me ask you this, okay? So this friend, he lives in Iowa, right? Uh -huh. He's still in Iowa. He's still there. Des Moines? He's in Quad Cities, Bettendorf, okay. Davenport, okay. Rock Island. So Moline. he's there. When's the last time you actually physically saw this person? Uh, last year. No. Oh. We actually, because we like John Cougar, decided John Cougar was down here uh -huh. and we could go see his concert. But we said, let's go see John Cougar where John Cougar came from. Oh. So we ended up in Peru, Illinois, uh -huh. <clears throat> in the middle of winter in February, gotcha. and then drove to this, I don't know where the hell, maybe Peoria, I guess right. we, we flew into, we stayed overnight in Peru, which was, you know, middle of nowhere, and then went to this concert you with him. stay at the nicest hotel in Peru? It's, it's the Holiday Inn. It's all you got. Okay. It's, I, I mean, I try to pick not on the interstate side. That's all you got. <laughs> Just not on the interstate side. I just want to have one little bit of sleep. That's yes, all. Gotcha. And then we went to Peora, and then we all went to this concert together. And so we hung out there. Was it an indoor or an outdoor concert? It was indoor. Indoor yep. concert at some casino event. It was 2,000 people for John Cougar. I've seen him, I've seen him a couple of times. He's always, the two times I saw him, he was awesome. It, it was awesome. Yep. I mean, he sounded great. We just had to listen to, we had to watch a movie. It was a documentary about how much he hated the name John Cougar. Oh. So we got it. We got schooled. Right. How much he hated it. Right. And then we were told if we didn't like it, we could get the f out. Right. And then I watched him sing so, "Little Pink Houses." There you go. I thought, okay. He's, I actually, I actually got to to meet him. Uh, he's, I was uh, uh, some friends of mine up in Boston that are from Sarasota. Two sisters, uh, the Yoders. Um, Glenda uh, is one of the top people with Farm Aid has been for years and years and years. Really? And I did not know until uh, until Glenda got that job and da-da-da that the, there's a woman 
uh, a Boston, uh, uh, from Boston, a very prominent woman up there, very successful, who actually was the, the, the I guess, the money. Right. You know, one of the main people that, that started Farm Aid. And so uh, I was up there, um, I was up there doing, uh, judging the Boston comedy competition for Jim McHugh. Yeah. I was up there as a judge. And so I stayed with Glenda and Frida. And we went out one night. We saw that my old friend Jimmy Tingle. <laughs> Jimmy Tingle. The Tingler. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy was performing. We went and saw Jimmy. I hadn't seen Jimmy in years. And Glenda, uh, and so afterwards we're sitting around, and Glenda goes, hey, would you, uh, you, Les, you and Jimmy want to, Farm Aid was going to be in uh, a amphitheater near Boston that year. And it just so happened it was two days after this comedy festival. Is this like 90s? Uh, no, this was... No, it was it 80s. Was, it was probably about 15 years ago. So really, we had farm aid still going on. Oh yeah, big time still going on. And uh, we we went to we went to the one in Chicago just about I want to say five years ago. Wow. And um, so no, it's very much still active. And uh, you know, it's Willie Nelson, uh, Neil Young, John Cougar, uh, Mellencamp. And uh, um, and uh, Dave Matthews, mm-hmm. they're the hmm. they're always there. And then it's an all day thing. And there's you know, and uh, so she said, "Hey, y- you guys come over, and we will let you introduce one of the bands. And then that way, you got artist credentials, nice. and you can just go wherever you want to go That's and free awesome. corn, exactly. So they so we so I was sitting backstage, and uh, and there the, the Masters was on. And they had television back there, one TV, and the Masters was on in the main little room there. And there was one guy, one little guy sitting there with a pair of glasses on watching the Masters. And I went and got some food. I sat down beside him. We start talking golf, da-da-da-da-da, Masters. I'm like, why are you here? He goes, I'm John, I'm John Cougar's best friend. Uh, and he's a dentist or something. Uh, nice. And he goes, I grew up with him. And I was like, oh, cool. So the next thing I know, here comes John. <laughs> he sits down. And we just all sit there and watch the Masters a little bit and just chitty chat. And he looks and the same. He's a, he's, he's a, and he's, my, he's our size, Carmen. He's a, he's a small fella. He's small, but he looks the yeah. same. Yeah. From a distance, at least. I never got that close. Yeah, but that was, year, but yeah, it was years ago. Well, yeah, he was, uh, he, he's, he got the hair. You know, he's one. Yeah, he's got the hair. He's one of those celebrities He's a star that looks like a star. Yeah. He's, you know, when you, you go, if you didn't know who he was, you would go, that's somebody. I don't know who that is over yeah. there. They the just exact, have that energy about them. They, they're well look. quaffed. They just, they, you know, they look. When someone has that swagger, like Marcella, you recognize it immediately. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Huh? You know she's somebody in this that's room. Right. She's not that's sitting right. here watching the you show. You know who was on the bill of that was Chrissy Hines. I and, love her. And she was... And so we're, we're all in that main area. And at some point, after we've been there for a while, Chrissy Hines comes walking out of the back where their, where their dressing rooms were, where their rooms. She comes walking out and just stands in this doorway and starts screaming a bunch of obscenities. You know, just basically, what the fuck? I can't find a goddamn day. <laughs> and then she just turned around and left, and I go, I feel so privileged. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't have felt more privileged. Right, I go, not only did Chrissy Hines show up, but she showed up exactly how you would hope right. she would have shown up. She was natural. <laughs> Just raising hands. Right? Yes. Acted like Chrissy Hines in front yes. of you. Yes. Right? I was thrilled. That's the hardest thing is to act who you are 
in front of anybody. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. No matter who you're performing with, whoever you're hanging with, exactly. act who you are. Exactly. It's a very tough deal to be just to be so comfortable in your own skin. Right. That go you go and people always wonder, are they really like that? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I would say yes. <laughs> I would go yeah. And I'm I'm so happy that that, that is true. You know what I mean? I kind of would have hoped that. She's that wild ass. It reminds me of my cousin Frankie. It reminds me of my cousin Frankie. Did he ever meet your aunt? Does he is he the son of your aunt? He's the son of Patty. <laughs> He's son, Patty's son. But Frankie is who he is. All right. So you have these celebrities, right? The who they are. You also have guys like, you know, a guy who's in construction that you see in a Burger King with pants that look like, you know, there's drywall mud or there's paint on them. Or and he's not pretty. But he doesn't care. He don't care if you think he's Respect. pretty. Respect. No. Yeah. No, he just doesn't care. Yeah, that's good. Right? So that that's the kind of person that I always am, like, admiring. Like my sister Mary Lou. Mm-hmm. She's very um, matter-of-fact with you, and she'll say things that are hurtful <laughs> in a way that doesn't hurt her, or she shows any pain in her face by saying them. I was like, wow, you... That was amazing, what right. you just said. Right, and you didn't even flinch. I have, I, I have, I, I know people like that. Do you know people like that, Austin? Yeah. They're great. I know people like that. They can, they can just say the most horrible shit, as if it was just a matter of it's fact. It's matter of fact, yeah. and that the fact that that in their mind, if I get this right, in their mind, they're going. Well, why would you be upset about that? Because it's just so true. And that's how they buy it. That's how they, that's how they sell themselves. <laughs> yes. They sold themselves on it before they even said it to you. Yeah. Yeah. To get yeah. it out there. And she, be, she must believe it, right? And if you always go, yeah. oh, that's Mary Lou, right? That's how she is. Yes, she's never changed. She's, you can't cut her any slack. If you show any weakness, she gets in there. Right. But she will tell you some stuff. And I, like people who she should probably, like a boss or something, I just told him that if he didn't want to pay me the $30 an hour that I was going to leave. I'm like, and you don't care if you get fired? No, I just, I, I'm going to, I'll just, I'm done. But you have an apartment and you have, but, well, if he doesn't want to pay me, then I'm not staying. And I'm like, I would be like a little, like, <laughs> is there a way to, ba- you know, say it oh, in a way where I could get out of it? Right, right. Some like, if you don't pay me the 30 bucks, I might leave. Not, I'm going to leave. Right. Like, yeah. she's absolute with is her threat. Is she successful? Very there She's you very go. successful. Maybe that's the answer go. right there. Yeah. I wish I had that for comedy because there's some things I say on stage where I go, this is going to be a little hard. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is probably not going to come out exactly the way I want. I'm going to learn right now. Right. I'm going to say this to the crowd, and I'm probably going to feel the pain if they don't laugh. And here's <laughs> the worst part. If they do laugh, then I'm even reinforced more to say at the next show. Right. And then you got it's scary each time right. to come out with this statement that you are thinking i don't know if this is gonna fly (laughs) and then it flies and you go i still don't believe in it yeah like it's maybe it was a weird crowd that laughed at that yeah and now i'm gonna try it again or or you're thinking or you're thinking okay there was a good percentage of the crowd that went with me on this but how many of them did i completely alienate right yeah (laughs) like right was there another 30 that went totally the other way on and there's me. no other I way to figure it out them. except doing yeah. it Ex- you can't figure it out because you listen you know you listen to yourself on tape and you go oh it wasn't as bad as i thought it was horrible up there 
Right. <laughs> Up there, I was dying. And I don't go and watch some of the stuff that I get back. I'm like, oh, God, Kevin sent the video. I mean, it's a bad day for me. Right. Because I know it's like, oh, do I want to watch this? And I go, how does Les continue to book me? That's <laughs> <laughs> what Tom Simmons always tells me. He goes, I'm oh, always amazed you keep booking me. I just, I go, you do well. It's every comic fear. It's not the crowd. It's the club owner. We're like, is he back there? <laughs> Please tell me he wasn't here during my set. Yeah. I don't care how long this has been going on. Right? Because if you watch any like documentary of comedy, every comic has always felt like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. You know, where you go, there's somebody out there that's making a judgment on me that's the most important person. Yeah. And now it's become my wife. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want to hear it on the way home. Now, I, and, and I'll ask you this, because I have never, because we've been both married, I think, about the same. I mean, Pam right. and I have been married 33 years. Yeah, I mean, 92, so 28. 28. Yeah, we were married 87. About the same. Yeah. And happily. Right. And we both have wonderful wives. Yep. And so... But and they're, they're which is not great for comedy. They're strong. They're opinionated. They're smart. I need some shit. I know. Do you have you? I have never in. I don't think I. I if I have, it's only been a few times. But I don't think I, I've ever that I can recall run a bit by Pam before I put it on stage. I've oh, you never. Don't do, you don't do that. No. Oh boy. Do you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't as much anymore because I've gotten to the point where she's like, I don't have any more time for you. <laughs> like, you want all this and this? You, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then I get mad if she doesn't laugh. Like, here's where we're at. If she doesn't laugh, I don't accept it as truth. I go, that was funny. Right. You know, instead of going with... It's not funny. She didn't laugh. I try to convince her. I go, wait a second. Did you hear that right? <laughs> you were, were you looking at your phone? Like, we're, like I'll have to run it by her again. Right. Um, Which always I, fails. I, yeah, it's not good. And what <laughs> I try not to do so much anymore is like I would show her stuff and repeat it. Because I want her to be surprised in the room now. Yes. I want her to hear it on, from yeah, stage. I, when Pam hears a new bit, she hears it for the first time me on stage and that's really you know and i think spouses of comics should talk about that that's kind of like foreplay in some ways less you know that when when, when your wife hears yeah. you yeah doing something new on stage oh it really gets her attention they're like oh he's fresh yes he's new again that's right i can't wait to get his ass home that's right that's right that's yeah. right exactly if i make right. a face like my wife sometimes she'll go that cute little face. And I go, what face? You show me. How do I do it? Because I don't remember how to make the face. That won't work because then it's you're forcing it. Right. If I force you the face. You just got to do it. You just got to do it. And yeah. Some guys know how to force oh the face. Oh, my God. Strike gold. Exactly right. Exactly. No, I just, because I just feel like if I run something by Pam, yeah. more than likely, and especially because it's not in front of an audience, even though Pam knows com- comedy as well as anybody. Right. But to run it by our, you know, just in that kind of thing, it, there's just kind of that look of mm-hmm. and. Right. And so, really, you know, it, that's trying to apply that's, logic that's to it. it. That's it. Yeah. You know, and she is not 100% committed to listening to you. That's no, all this is. Of course not. The women have, we don't know it, but they're so good at acting like they're giving us 100% attention and it's like 9%. Oh, yeah. Well, Pam, there's so much more going on. There's so, uh, you know, for me here in town, you know, you know, having been here for so long, 
you know, so many times when we go out to dinner or whatever, or, or we're at a party with a group, and of course, somebody comes up, it's like, you know, hey, love club, blah, 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 you know, how did you, how did you end up getting into owning a comedy club? When Pam hears that question, oh boy. she will she will leave the fucking house. <laughs> she will leave the house. She was like, it's if I have to listen to this fucking story <laughs> one more time, Triggered. I'm going to kill everybody in eyesight. Right? And we absolutely, because my wife will have to hear it similar shit, but it's yes. different. Like, I, I know that's one of the questions I'm sure you get all the time. But if you do a bit like you don't do any bits about your wife, do you? Uh, a few, a few. Sometimes. So if I do that whole bit yeah. about my wife treats my dick like it's the dishes, yeah, 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 and I do that bit, and they know she's in the room, right? Then everyone's like, "Oh, you're poor." Is really that's her? Yeah. How do you put up? And then she's like, now she has these prepared lines, like she's becoming <laughs> ready for it. Yes. But she goes, "Please do not point me out." And I sometimes I have a hard time. I like, I I listening. Don't. I don't. I generally, I rarely, every once, the only time I point out Pam in the room is if, now she's rarely here at nights anymore. She kind of quit doing that a while back. Yeah. But, uh, but like, uh, if she's here, she's, she can't just be here and hang out. She's going to be doing shit. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So she might, she might be running nachos out the table 37, you right. know? And so, if Pam walks in front of the fucking stage, <laughs> you know, can't ignore it. And lays, you know, with a drink, a beer, and a nacho, right? And puts it down at the table. I, I'm gonna acknowledge that this, you know, who she is. But is that a, is that a quick natural reaction? That you can't help yourself. You just automatically. Imp- you know what I always say is, I go, ladies and gentlemen, Pam McCurdy, and I go, the reason you are sitting here tonight, right? The reason there is a club here in Sarasota is her. Is that the same as this friend that I have that constantly, when I'm around him and his wife, he says, look at her ass, huh? <laughs> huh? What do you think of that ass? Not the same. Is that the same? Uh, not the same. No. No. Because it's kind of, I mean, I, I, no. this guy does it every time, Les. He's trying to talk you into some like, and, weird and what why, is, why keep pointing out your own wife's ass? Sure. I know. Does I know. Do you, do, you want me to, do you want me to tap that ass? And I, and I know it's nice. <laughs> I is know it. How do you nice, answer? Is he a swinger? I just never. I never go. Yeah, swinger. I know. I don't. I don't jump. I don't think they're swingers. You don't think so? Mm-mm. How do you answer? You, you, you just give. Them I. Like a, I, uh, I don't. I go. Eh. Where? <laughs> do you? Ever, yeah, I don't. I don't ever. Something. Do you like ever that. go? Have you? Have you really taken a hard look right. at Kelly's ass? No. Do you ever? Never. Do you ever go ass to Here, ass? I stopped. With him? I had stopped doing that. <laughs> Trying to out-ass him? Like, I, I will maybe refocus and reshift. <laughs> yes. Because it's never going to go right. No. It's never going to go right. No, no. That's a problem exactly waiting right. to happen. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like when you have a friend. It, so his wife knows that, right? Yeah. And she just, like, whatever. Does she, does she do squats? Like it's before this she weird needs- relationship thing that uh, makes me think there's something. Ha- it's, it's a problem at the house. There's a, something happened at the house. Right. 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 Which I'm not a doctor. I don't know this, but there's got to be a problem. I would this, think this so. This is the only guy I know that does this. I would th- I would think there's a problem. It, and I don't say anything because I've learned, you know, what, for example, if you have a friend that's dating somebody, right? Right. And then they break up, right? And then you say some shit about, the, oh, yeah, well, she, her ass sucked, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get back together. He never forgets <laughs> that you said her ass right. sucked. No, he won't. But no. the thing about it is, if a guy goes... All right, Austin, 
you're you're with a friend of yours. Right. She's married. <laughs> yeah. She's got an attractive wife. All right. Right? And, yeah. You know, everybody knows she's attractive. Right. Right. And she walks out, and he looks at you, and he goes, check out Robin's ass. Isn't that a fine ass? And you go, yeah. Well, you know, well, I mean, yeah. guess what would you do? I mean, you go, yeah. But then he's like, he's adamant about it. <laughs> you know, he's like, that's one fine ass. Right. I go, to me, that is going, do you want to fuck my wife? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that to me, am mm-hmm. I nuts there, Austin? I mean, no. I, that would come across that way to it me. It would. Have you, <laughs> yes. not, have you had this happen at all to you? What? This whole scenario. Check out my wife's ass. Someone said that to you. You know, I probably have. And this is an older relationship. This is not like they're brand new. Like, I've never seen her ass before. Can, I've seen this ass a lot. Let me tell you what. <laughs> if that's happened, it was back in my younger days. Right. And if it happened, I can guarantee you that marriage did not last. Like, it didn't. It wasn't a marriage that lasted long. You know, Anytime not, a guy's complimenting his wife in pub, I have someone else in my life that says, and it's a relative. Uh-huh. Isn't your aunt beautiful? Now, what the hell does that mean? Is that mean? the same aunt that's the cannoli lady? <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. a different one. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's dangerous. It's the other side of the family. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the attractive side. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's the less aggressive. Gotcha. This is more of the, this uncle is a fun uncle. Yeah. But to say that is weird to me. Yes. Isn't your aunt attractive? Look well, how beautiful your aunt when I've seen that before, I, I think there's a problem. Yeah. And he's he's overcompensating and he's trying to publicly announce to other people. Right. And so she knows, look what I say about you, but it never works. No. It's weird. Who doesn't know that's not working? That I don't know. Because it's 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 weird. It's, it's cre- very strange. It's that's, creepy. That's it's why creepy. I'm saying when you say Pam McCurdy, if if you if she wasn't here, if she wasn't serving or she wasn't running this club, you wouldn't be sitting here. It's kind of a way of you going, huh? Look at her. Look at Pam. Full circle. I see huh? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. right? You're, you're kind of, look at this one. This is my <laughs> wife, huh? She's the boss. Well, huh? and by I'll, the way, I couldn't balance a checkbook without her. How about well, a hand for Pam, right? I mean, it's not a sexual thing. No, it's not. And the reason, the reason I do it is because. Because I'm doing I, to my wife, I'm going, I don't think my pa- dick is being treated like the dishes. It's the opposite. I know, I know. I'm going, she's not on this enough. That's my joke. Yes, but Which, but I'm not making a joke out of it. But the the thing with Pam is is that everybody in this community treats when we're together, and everybody assumes that the reason this successful theater is here is because is of me. Because of, it's because of me. <laughs> it's me. It's me. It's me. No, we know, Les. You're the only one that thinks that. We know it's Pam. <laughs> so I don't Everybody have to say it. I don't have to Pam. say it. What you're saying. I don't have to At, say no, it. No, you don't. Okay. That's why we're wondering, what, is, what did you do wrong? <laughs> why are you acknowledging her yeah, so much? Y'all what, got in a fight what recently? What the fuck <laughs> happened at the house before we got to the club? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Enough said. I won't do it anymore. Yeah, just, just sit, <sighs> tell the whole crowd to look at her ass next time. And we'll... <laughs> She's like, By the way, she has a fine ass. <laughs> exactly. There you you go. have a joke about her ass, too. <laughs> do I have a joke about her yeah, ass? Yeah, and... Um, about the T-backs, when she wears her heels, you call her Gigi in heels. Oh, yeah. that was uh, that. Yes, well, oh, grandmother. That's the, grandmother, the grandmother joke, right. and and that was where yes, Taylor named us. She gave us our names, and for grand, and she said, "Mom, you're going to be Gigi," right. and I said, 
that's perfect because that's what I call her in heels. Right. So I don't really say anything about her ass. I you kind of allude to it. I just yeah. say, Austin heard. She looks damn that, good I in I read between ass. the lines. That's what Austin heard. <laughs> she looks damn good in heels. Yeah. I got to yeah. say, bold yes. move. That was a bold move. <laughs> I know, that's recorded on audio. <laughs> that's yeah. a bold, Pam would be going, hey, guess what, Les? Maybe you should talk more. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe drown out some other people. I think, <laughs> not the, I, I think you just lost the security guard. absolutely <laughs> praising you, Austin, on this. I'm not saying you were wrong at all. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm saying, you know, we're going to look I, for a woman security yeah. what, I mean, I'm going to be dead soon. So. <laughs> no. 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 Oh, good Lord. No, that, but that's it, that's absolutely right. You know, absolutely. You, I I think there's very few comics who've had wives for this long. Yes. Right, and it's not great for comedy because if you have a wife that has treated you like shit, and you have to find another wife, and then she, it's comedy gold. You have like, which is most of the touring guys. Absolutely. Most of them have been married three. I have to make up. My wife times. does not treat my dick like the dishes, Les. I'm sorry. It's a lie. Yeah. It's a lie. But I have no choice but to lie to the crowd. Of course. Because in my mind. Because it gets a laugh. No, I'll tell you what. In fact, I'm not lying. What? Not like, no, I'm going to retract that. Okay. Because You're in dangerous waters man, right now. <laughs> every man. She's great at doing Wants the more than what he deserves. Right? It's like, <laughs> well, how many times a week is, you know, mm-hmm. it's never enough. Right. It used to not never be enough, but at 64, I've found. <laughs> I've found that sometimes, sometimes, when, sometimes when I think it's never enough and I want it to be more, and then she actually goes, okay, go ahead and have more. And then I realized that it was enough. It was enough. <laughs> it was, it right. was enough. I'm full. I am <laughs> and, full. And she, and she looks at me and went, uh-huh. Right. See? Right. See? I, I told you it was enough. I knew you couldn't handle <laughs> I it. I told you. I, you're full, aren't I you? I know you. You had enough. <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. You were thinking with your 35-year-old mind. Yeah. And, and not with your 64-year-old fucking mind. Yeah. It's like you know. food. When they say your eyes are bigger than your mouth, something was bigger that's in your mouth. Co- that's, that's what was going co- on. Fucking you, thought, right. you thought you, hey, Correct. bring it. Yeah. Bring it. Exactly. Let's see what happens. Let's go. Right? Well, the, why not? Why not? And then that's fine. always been my thing. Why not? <laughs> and now you're what? Co- There's nobody here. Yeah. There's, it's let's just see. us. We're quarantined. And let's, I love, I love, that's exactly, we're quarantined. Let's which, do by it. the way, which, by the way, uh, you know, <laughs> you can, the quarantine thing is, has worked out well. <laughs> Because they're bored as fuck. I mean, they're bored. They're bored to fucking tears. Right. Bored to tears. I mean, you can look at them and you're like, you want to play Indiana Jones and uh, and and you know the you know the death spiral. Right. And she's like, get that bottle of get that bottle of cab out. Let me, right. let me chug that motherfucker. Which one of you is Doctor Jones and which yeah, one's the Nazi? We'll, and you know, yeah, I'll say yes. I'll say yes. Absolutely. Whatever. It doesn't have to make sense <laughs> okay. at all. No. Bored to fucking tears. You're a Skywalker. I'm Darth Vader. Doesn't make sense. No. But let's try it. It's okay. That's incest. Let's okay. try it. What no, that's talking? incest. Get out the lightsaber. Let's see what happens. I am your father. Let's Ooh. Do the, let's do, hey, let's do Care the incest. My daddy. And we'll do the shaming afterwards, too, because we have the time. Yeah. Exactly. We got plenty of time. Yeah. So much time. Plenty of time to shame. <laughs> plenty of shaming time. Quarantine has made everybody really creative yes i'm worried that the comics are going to have a run for their money after this because so many people have been at home thinking 
of weird things now. Yeah. And we have a like a another explosion. Remember when the recession hit? Yes. And all of a sudden we had all these new comedians on the on the uh, surface. Oh yeah. That's what's happened now. Everybody's well, at home. Yeah. Thinking of creative. Yeah. Things. Now somebody was saying that I think last week they were talking about post post pandemic comedy and pre pandemic comedy and post pandemic comedy. There that it's gonna happen. You know, but here's the thing is, we're all sitting at home. We got no audience. So right. we're thinking all this. We got all this crazy fucking shit going <laughs> through our head that we all think. And we're experienced. Yeah. Like we've been around. We've been doing this for a while. So we can flute. We can right. trick ourselves into going, that's fucking gold. And we're all going to get on stage that first few weeks. And it's going to be really fucking weird. 80 days weird. of material down the toilet in one hour. <laughs> oh yeah, Weird. I did a I did a mic last night, and uh, that's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought like I was I was writing I was trying to write this whole time. I was like, oh, this is funny. And then I got to do an open mic last night, and I was like, oh, got this went a lot better in my head. Like well, I don't know why. Here's the thing that I that that I've been getting is that every you know everybody I see around town, right in this area, they go, hey man, when's club go up? I don't know. Da da da. They go, man, man, we can't wait to hear all your ma- pandemic material. Pressure. We just know you got a million of them, you know? And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I got nothing. Right. right. I got nothing. I, You know? One joke. I, I, I wrote a couple the other right. day. Here's the one, and I said this in my fireside chat earlier, And I, is, is that, it, it, you know, I wear, for a face covering, I just wear the bandana. It's easy. I just put the bandana around my neck, fuck, and flip it up when it's appropriate. Da da da, this kind of thing. If I get one more stupid motherfucker that comes up to me and goes, "Where'd you rob a bank?" I'm like, D- you know, <laughs> do, you, do do you want to just stamp on your forehead? Oh, I'm an uncreative God. fucking idiot. Yeah. I go, a fucking six year old can come up with that. Jesus Christ, come up with something. If you want to make fun of the mask, you should just rob. Come them. up with something. Is that so? I started trying color? to write a few. Yeah. So. I was, okay, here's one, all right? Why don't you just wear a diaper to block the shit that's coming out of your mouth? How about that? How about that? That's a good heckler line. It's not bad. Someone saying some, you know, <laughs> hey, man, why don't you wear a diaper? Why don't you wear a sh- diaper not, mask? That'll apply to a lot of different scenarios. You're exactly right. Yeah, not even not just, bad. yeah, it's good. Okay, okay. All right. All right. That's not bad. It's going to have that in the back. Well, kind of that's where I was coming from because the people that say that, they you, you, you get – you, you're just like, it just pisses me off now because it's so fucking stupid. It's salesman humor. I don't <laughs> like, want, I, I don't on, want to piss off the salesman, but you know you have to have a certain line of humor to be a salesman. I've realized this now. Right. Any car salesman or any guy that sells AT and T cable or any any of my friends who got in sales, I cannot make laugh because they're looking right. for the hack. Tag straight. Yeah. Hey, here's a straight line. Here's the punch line. Or the tried and true, very sexist, yeah. racist, chauvinistic kind of joke where you it's the inside baseball kind of stuff where guys would, you know, this locker yeah. room talk. where it's how deals are made. Yeah. It's just not something I can do with normal people. I just can't make you laugh if you're the normal Joe Blow. No. I can't compete with this guy who's been selling cars oh, for no. 30 years. No, no. Because he's got all the They're quick, hey, man, <laughs> going to rob a bank? He's got yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He's got I that. I know. And they just... He's got the same 90 lines he's been doing. How about I, this? How about this? Hey, Jesse James, would you like to stick up my vagina? <laughs> How about that? How about that? That's not bad, right? It's not. It's better. It's better? Okay. It's better. All right. All right. Yeah, it's okay. better. 
I'm working on it. You know, it's 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 the group of people who this is typically what ninety percent of the world. Ninety percent of the world likes the easy humor. Yes. In public. Oh, absolutely. In public, you know, to sell something, to get along with people. Well, not even in public. We both know that's the reason that stock material has always worked and will always work. It works. Like it a always charm works because except to comedians. Yeah, that's right. Because we're on the other end of it, or people who are really, really sophisticated to the art form. But you know, for the most part, for the most part, it, I mean, we, me and Ken's sons, we used to do that improv show that we used to tour with, where you're taking suggestions out of the audience, and you know, you got to work with what the audience is giving you and all that kind. We called it holes and poles, man. Holes and poles. Right. The Anything that's a hole in your body, or a pole that goes in and out of a hole in a person's body is hilarious. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. <laughs> and you're on the edge for saying something like that. What's that? And you're on the edge for saying something like that. Wow, he did a little sexual humor there. Yeah. You know, when someone does a joke about, you know, yeah, whatever it is. Whatever. That's sexual. Yeah, or, of course. You know, and it's not, it's nowhere near the edge. It is tried and no, true. No, Everybody no. laughs. It's a dick joke. It's another dick it's, joke. It's another dick joke. It's another. And that's, that's the problem with some of the, you know, you, you start running a routine and people are like, ah, oh, it's a bunch of dick jokes. Look, my wife <laughs> treating my dick like it's the dishes. It's creative. It's different. It's my view of how I feel like my dick is a chore. It's, that's a, it's a personal Something problem. me and you have in common. You can, I've seen you do it, and I can do it too. You and I can get up there and do an hour. And we can do three bits that last 30 minutes, 10 minutes each. Stories. You like to do that too. Just, they just, they just build on top. And it's dick to dick, dick to dick, dicky, dicky, dick, 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 dick. And, and, but by God, and, and somebody come out after me, I've never heard that many fucking dick references. <laughs> I have. In 30 minutes. But the thing about it is, you go, but you know what? You laughed your You're fucking right. balls off. And yeah. I'm telling you, the perspective was different. It wasn't yes. just about, like, I had a whole bit about how guys don't, in the old days, you saw a lot more dicks. And it's just a, it's an observation joke. When you were a kid, you showered with other kids. Right. You were naked in the shower with them. You wrestled, so you 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 constantly were like in sports. You were always like sport uh, wrestling or football or anything. You were always seeing everyone's dick all the time, right? Yep. So you yep. made fun of the dicks. Right. And in gym class, you did. Now, the kids will actually come to your house. You know, if they want to go swimming in your pool, they'll go in the bathroom. They'll put on their bathing suit. We, never, we just dropped. They only see. They only off. see virtual dicks now. It's only. It's all. They don't the dicks. even see it's each other's virtual. dicks. Look, my best friend. I've seen his <laughs> dick <guy>. a lot. <laughs> and the reason he's my best friend is because his dick is smaller than mine. <laughs> or the same. That's or, or not. That's called or a dick joke right there. Bigger. That's a dick Yes, joke. that's right. I can tell you one thing. I can tell you one thing. As you said that, I've said this before. I've been in a lot of fucking locker rooms. Yeah. Played sports. You know, gyms that I was in, da 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 da. How many times have you ever seen a motherfucker walk out with a dick that made you go, "Oh my fucking god"? Never. I mean, like a fucking thigh slapper. Never. Yeah. You know, it's it's a rarity. It's it, a rarity. It Where happens. The, but the, well, I know it happens. There's it's porn beautiful. guys out there. They're out there. But I never, I've never, and I don't no. want them to no, be look, my friend. Look, I don't want to know them, it, motherfuckers. Is 
this about culture? Because I'm going to tell you something. Showers. Italians, again, short people in cold weather, it's not going to get that long. Well, I, look, you're talking to Irish. Cold. You're talking to the Irish. Irish. Yeah, I, I don't know. The, the Irish. We, we need a chart. We're charming. <laughs> the Irish and it's the Italians cute. have learned the to Shamrock. be fucking incredibly charming. We're yeah. incredibly charming. Is that why we're so? Yep. It's the reason we're yeah. still we get laid. Right, because we have these little lines that we've come up with, like salesmen. That's right. We're, we're charming, and when we do, when we do get a woman that the charm works on, and we get there, we give it hundred and ten percent. And by the way, let we me ask you this real quick, what? because I'm thinking this now with the salesman people. Uh-huh. When you <clears throat> you got lucky with Pam right right away. Oh, you course. met the right woman right away. Absolutely. Right, and it, I was twenty four ish. You know. I was 27. And, okay. So, but you know, and both all of you guys know this, to talk to a woman is difficult at some point in your life, right? You mm-hmm. get better at it as you get older and more yep. experienced and not yep. what to say. Mm-hmm. But as a uh, young man trying to talk to a woman, if you don't have the, we just call it a rap. You got you to have a rap to be able to talk because women want to talk to you. They don't want to hear about stupid shit. They don't want to hear about... You got to be able to talk, converse. Talk. Well, you know what helped me with that? I grew up... I had two sisters. I grew up... My mother's side of the family, when we were all together, there was me and my cousin, male, and the other 10, 12 in the group were all female, whether they were aunts and mom and aunts and grandma right. and all that, or the cousins. So on that side of the family, it was almost all girls. So on that side of the family, when we were together, you're around girls all the time. So you learned to get comfortable hanging out with girls and just talking to girls, right. just talking, talking to them. Jay Leno's talked about it. He grew up in that kind of you a know, family. You know, and I think, that now that you say this, I would wonder if you took a poll, yeah. how many comedians grew up in a more majority-run woman household? Because I had three sisters, and my mother, and my father was gone, and the next door neighbors, the Larichias, mm-hmm. were six girls: Roseanne, Linda, Marie, Teresa, Larichia. They were all girls. I hung out with girls. Lee Jacobson behind me, Gabriel Tamborello down the street. Very few guys. And then when I came across a guy in my life, a growing cousin Frankie, who was a very sports-related, right. tough. They thought I was gay. That's 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 how they viewed me. Oh, you want an umbrella? Oh, you talk too much. Oh, you are not tough. Oh, you don't know how to cut a lawn. I mean, there's a lot of things that, you know, what what you were considered as gay back then was all these things that had nothing to do with gay. Oh yeah. It meant you were fruitcake or you were feminine. Right. Even right. your father or your uncles would say this to you. I remember. <laughs> I can remember. My grandmother would say, "Yes, you, you know, you're gay. You know, it was not a. It was a slander against." being too feminine nothing right. with sexuality no no no, no. nothing it at ju- all it was just that you weren't you just macho. couldn't cut a lawn correctly you weren't like macho. They, would, they didn't trust me on the riding lawnmower no, me either carmen because i wasn't and like, my cousin in- bill who's a doctor now we're six months apart see he never missed you put bill on the riding lawnmower that motherfucker never misses perfect. i mean he's perfect every time they put they go and we all wanted to ride the lot we all wanted to get on oh, the yeah. riding lawnmower but not the cut and my grandfather was like no, let, trust you. let Leslie get on there for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> let him let him on there for a little bit, just to, and then give it to Bill. Right, you know, let to him where feel the like shit will get something. done right. You know what I mean? And that carries with you throughout the days. Let me tell you something. It's still in the back of my brain when I go back to Cleveland and I'm hanging out with my cousins who are doing stuff. 
I'm just part of the scenery. I just completely become the comic. I don't even try. Because if you pick up a board, like, what the fuck you picking it up that way for? <laughs> I don't know. Is there a certain way to pick it up? I didn't know how to sweep. <laughs> Nothing. I couldn't be trusted sweeping. <laughs> so I just become the goofball. That's right. They just push me into that. That's right. Yeah. And then you become a professional comedian, and now they all look up to that. Now it's different because they're older because they all want to be on their there. knees putting tile down, yeah. and I'm making money, you know, without that's right, without that's sunburn, right. without be, exactly. I'm in AC. I, I've kind of become this executive in some ways. This, right, you know, this you didn't have to get the shit beat out of you to make a living your whole. I mean, life. they don't see it, but who? When you do a fucking three nighter <laughs> in Vincennes, Illinois, or Indiana, whatever Yoder used to book in Kearney, Nebraska, that's the shit getting beat out of you. Yeah, Yoder. And uh, Austin, there's this guy, John Yoder, and he, he books he books these – the run with Yoder, it's one-nighters and weekends, you know, for the most part. It's that kind of thing. So you're always on the – you're always moving one gig to the next, right. right? You might get two nights in a row somewhere, right? And uh, – but where he books them is the fucking North Dakota, uh. you know, upper Michigan, Minnesota. I mean, it's the – it's, a, it's, it's Canada. A, it's, it's a constellation yeah, of it, stars. It's it Sagittarius. Is. It's out there. It's, it's right. out trying there. to combine. Here, no, look at it. It's a, it's a it's a it's a man with with wings. I go. It's Carney, Nebraska, and, and UP of Michigan. How can I get there? Even I though I can drive all day, I'll never make the gig. People don't go indoors to watch comedy except in the winter time. You can't get them to go in in the summertime because they only have three months of summer, and that's it. Right. And they won't go indoors. No. So you have to do these fuckers in the fucking dead of Ugh. winter and i remember three different times no i won't take that back twice i just did it twice twice you know after a while i've been around for a long time i, I yoder knew who i was from another comic so i i was like okay i'm gonna go do them you know fuck it's one of those runs i should go do it Called him up. It's FOMO. They call that it. FOMO. Yeah. I booked it. It was like three weeks, and you're up there, oh, and it's in December, Ugh. November, December, January. And and I would I would book it. You'd book it six months earlier or whatever. And then every time about two months before, I would start looking at my schedule and go, <laughs> no fucking no. why? Why am I doing this? Am I going to really get in my car? <laughs> Why am I doing this? Drive to fucking East Jesus. Oh. Right? <laughs> where it's, it's going to be 30 below zero and entertain these motherfuckers up. I go, what? What? I go, Les, go mow a lawn or something. Go make, you know, go, go, go sell Amway if you need the money that bad. And I would call John and I would go, John, I don't know where my head was, oh. but I cannot drive all the way. And the goofy is, he didn't get pissed at me. He was he was nice, and he was like, "Okay, you know, he can get it covered. You know, I can't make." And I and then I did it the next year. I went, "Last Mister Big Fucking Shot, <laughs> who the fuck do you think you are, you dumbass? You, you know, you got no status in this industry at all. You know, go up there and do the fucking Yoder gig. You know, right. and I I booked it again, and then the same thing two months. Later, <laughs> and, no and he made a phone call to Cleveland. Like, no, he made a phone call to Cleveland. And goes, hey. Remember I said I couldn't book you because I had this comic from Florida? We need you. How fast can you get from Cleveland to the Upper Peninsula? Right. right. And at least when you grow when you grow up in Cleveland, there's some 
It's dreary. There's a part of you where it goes, it's okay, it's all the shit. same. You deserve yeah. it. Yeah. The problem was that I had never. Your life was no good when you woke up that morning. No, you're anyway. in Cleveland, so you're like, <laughs> what? I mean, I, at least I can drive through <laughs> that Christmas town that they keep advertising. Yes. Bronner's. Yes. And they have roasted chicken. And maybe I'll try some of that. Like, I love roasted chicken. And this is what your reward is. This is the <laughs> the only roasted thing. chicken. Sometimes when I, whatever it is. Right. <laughs> Right. Whatever you think, Frankenmuth, whatever the hell right. your reward right. is, Holland, you get to see tulips. You'll do anything to convince yourself that this gig is okay it's to do. It's worth it to do that. Has no, you know, nowhere in your career will you get any advancement. Nope. You're not going to get that much money. Nope. But. It's a gig. You know, you think this and is a It's going to be an experience. It's, yeah, it's going to make me stronger. It's either a lateral it's move less or it's, <laughs> it's, it's like a, I don't know what move it really is. Yes, it's a frown. It's, it's a frown. When I call it is opportunity cost. I spent <laughs> the best years of my energy on Yoder gigs in Kearney, Nebraska. Right, right. And, of course, down here, it, uh, it was the creative gigs. Yeah, that, that was the Yoder gigs. And uh, and creatives changed hands since the totally different owners, but back, it was the same thing, man. It was all through the southeast, right. but it was all one nighters and 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 weekends, and you just you know you're getting a hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars a, cool a show. Name, you wanted to be part and, of it, huh? If it had a cool name like Comedy Caravan, you're like, well, I want to get on that. Tom Sobel, I want to get on that. I love Tom. Tom was the first. That was the caravan. But you know one thing that was good about Tom, he never, when he said there was going to be a gig, there actually was a gig right. every time. Sometimes that didn't happen with the other ones. You know, they'd fuck up, they'd forget. It was, you know. And some of these guys had weak clubs like Chaplin's. Yes. You know, and so there was a week that you could and stay. And Tom never had you driving more than a couple, three hours at the most yeah. between gigs, not six hours in the snow. You know, kind of a thing. And well, uh, the comedy the caravan. They were out there doing that, man, yeah. at that time. You know. Oh, God. And, and, so, and several of them are major, major celebrities now. You and know? that's what you were hoping, right? You're hoping yeah. somehow this was going to parlay into, I don't know, someone's. And, and it would have if we'd have gone to LA or, LA New, or York New York and right. stayed there and stay. tried. But. Neither one of us wanted to ride that fucking no. train. No, no, because I used to tell Timmy, you know, Tim Wilkins, I would say, because yeah. I met him in L.A., yeah. and I would say, Tim, even if you made it here, you're going to have to live here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? And now I, li I listen to comedians who yeah. are living out there who are like, you know, it's not great being in California right now. No. You know, and you'd have to live, maybe you'd live in the hills, sure, right. Right. but you'd still have to come down and shop with everybody at Ralph's. Yeah, yeah. And the least amount of headache. You still got to get in that traffic. You got to do the traffic, and you, you have to beg someone for their shopping cart because there's not enough. I know. There's so many people I shopping. Know. I and know. The, it was so much. I mean, remember if, the gas pumps. The it gas really, pumps. You had to be Arnold Schwarzenegger to pump gas. Yes. Because they have so many yeah, filters. Things and things. It was like, it was like you know, that's, what, that's the reason uh, Pam and I, we were going out there, but I go, you know, you if you're going to live in L.A., one or two things either has to happen. Within a short period of time, I'm going to I'm going to give it five years yeah. max. Right. You better make ten million fucking dollars. I mean, you better have something fucking pop that's just major kick-ass shit, or you're sitting there going, "Am I going to stay in this shit?" Because you either adore it, you either absolutely love living there. 
and and I know very few people that absolutely love living there, but no. but some people do. They 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 dig it. California's beautiful if we had less people. That's right. That's right. And if you've got a lot of money, so that you can figure out some way to be convenient in all that shit, in all that congestion, you know. And, and but you but if you don't love it, oh, it's just it's hell. It's hell. And then I Pam and I always adored Manhattan. We enjoy Beautiful. Manhattan. Beautiful. And and but we go, well shit, same thing. If we go up there and it works, you know, uh, Pam Pam has a master's degree in theater. Let's say we go up there and she gets on a soap opera, so she doesn't have to leave town. Right. She's working a lot, she doesn't have to leave town. She's making great money. And I get, you know, and you know why she would get on a soap opera? You seen her ass? <laughs> but anyway, that's another story. But anyway, uh, Gigi. But anyway, you know, she gets on a soap opera, and I'm doing well with comedy and this, that, and the other. But I go, you better be making fucking uh, uh, four or five hundred thousand dollars a year, absolutely, uh, uh, net, uh, if you're going to live in Manhattan and raise a family. You know what I mean? Or then, like. I just talked to Keith Alberstadt the other day. I love Keith. And, and, you know, Keith has done well up there, and his right. wife has a good job, and they just had a baby. Well, as soon as she got – and they're in the, they, were all, they were in the city. You know, they work in entertainment, well-respected, both of them. But as soon as she got pregnant, we go, we can't stay here. You know, so they're down in Jersey somewhere. Yeah. Or you're out on Long That's your Island. Default. You have to go away. Yeah, from you have the to city, go away from where. But feel to have a life. Say I could get to the city within an hour. Like that, that's yeah. how you copyright. Well, you know, it's it's Kentucky, but I could get to the city in ten hours. You know, you have to somehow compromise yeah. and say. And the goofy is, I'm still I can going live back to the city yeah. from Sarasota. I can get to the city in a couple two of hours. hours. Two yeah, hours. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you really want to hustle, yeah, you could do it. And then again, of course. why are we doing? It? Yeah, it comes down as you get older. You know, why am I doing it? You know, do I want to make? Do I want to still impress the people in Cleveland? Is this is this what this is about? So I can go back? They forgot what I do. They don't know I'm a comedian no more. They don't even know you. They're just like, don't you have a job? How do you come up here so often? <laughs> I have a show. Oh, that's right. You do that thing. That's, uh, yeah, is that still happening? Hey, I can tell you this. In Chattanooga, doing what I did here, I'm as, I'm as big a deal as, <laughs> as I would have been. If I'd gone to New York, <laughs> you know, they're like support of family is what you have. That's exactly right. Right. Quality of life, baby. Quality of life. And we have a good one. Oh, man. Well, guys, this was, i tell you, I enjoyed this, Carmen. Yeah, awesome. This fun. It's fun. Fun. You're, you're a natural at this, Carmen. I love this. You I know, love talking. Yeah, we were we were going to set up a podcast at one point. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it, it's comedy. It's comedy energy. Yes, it is. You know, you have to. You have to have the energy for this, so I don't have time to set stuff up. Like right. you know, Les has got this built-in network of people who know how to do things. Right. Yeah. I just have to ask Kelly. Yeah. If she'll do anything for I know, me. I know. I know. And I she's know. like, "Really? You yeah. can't?" Right. I go, "Honey, I I got it. Like today." I go, I have a podcast at six. <laughs> so I started laying in bed around three. <laughs> I have my coffee. I watch an episode of Hoarders Buried Alive. Right. And at five, I got to rest up, man. I felt like I was coming to the club. I had I, <laughs> show. There's no show. difference to me whether there's a crowd or we're doing this. I got to go to work. <laughs> she didn't see it. 
Oh man, well, this, this was this was great fun. <laughs> was I don't know if anybody listens to this shit. They should. <laughs> they very well should. Yeah. Well, it was this, a good the, laugh. I, right? I can't imagine there's any more entertaining, no. you know, hour hour and a half. You know. We well, can watch anyway. The Office again. Like my right. <laughs> yeah. son is on his twelfth time right. of how many episodes? Right. I don't know. Right. Right. Are you well, guys, you guys do this, don't you? Oh, that, the young that's people. What I do. Yeah. you watch Chuck too? Have you heard of the show Chuck? I watched that when it was first on the air back in the day. Yeah, I remember hey, that. Kid, my son watches The Office mm-hmm. and Chuck, mm-hmm. and it's not enough to watch the season. Let's start it over. Yeah. And then Oracle. You oh. know what my daughter, every time she's there, Grey's Anatomy. And I'm like, what the fuck's up with the Grey's Anatomy? She's 26 years old. She, you know, she's got an edge about her. She's a, and I go, Grey's Anatomy? Yeah, it's been Is on it, forever. I don't know. So it's got like 17 seasons. It's like the most ridiculous <laughs> shit ever. I, Just the idea of watching the same thing over and over. Yeah. And I'm working so hard to change my act. Why? Oh, yeah. Why? Yeah. If, you're, well, if you're happy with the same show over and over and over, please let me know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I won't work so hard. Absolutely. Yeah, people I, you go. You, you, people come in and they go, I've heard you do that joke a hundred times, and I go, but you know why? You fucking keep laughing at it. If you would quit laughing then, at it... Right. I would quit doing it. Like John Kruger, <laughs> Rain on the Scarecrow. Yes. I gotta hear it again. Yes. Please, don't come up with your new song. I no. want to hear Rain on the Scarecrow. hear that one. That you get pissed off if I don't do that I old shit. You know? Good Lord. He didn't talk about his dick. What's Carmen doing? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, hey, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And, uh, hey, you know, we should be opening here soon. And, uh, since you're since you live very close and you ain't doing shit, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you're in. All right, all right, guys. Take care. <laughs>